And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God is good. And you're supposed to say all the time. And I say all the time. Isn't he though? He's so good to us. So much better than we deserve. He is a good, good father that cares about each and every one of us. And he wants every one of us to have a personal relationship with him. Just like this young man, I pray that you got, I got through. God heard your prayer. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I believe that with all of my heart because my God does not lie. Amen. Amen. Honored to be with you this morning. Very humble to be here. Appreciate your pastor, Chad. Uh, having confidence in me to be able to, to uh, fill in for him while he's gone. Uh, I know I'm not Chad, but uh, we'll, we'll pray that God will use me and speak through me. Uh, so you don't get your hopes up too much, I'll, I'll tell you a little story that I like, like to tell about myself. I had the privilege of pastoring 24 years uh, for Lebanon Baptist Church, my home church, only church I ever pastored before God called me into this ministry as, as your associational missionary. And I'm, I'm in my 14th year as your associational missionary. But when I was serving as pastor, my wife Kathy, who's, who I love and is with me this morning, I appreciate her following me around and pray for, praying for me. I know she always does. She always carried a little, little metal box around with her when I was pastoring. And I'd ask her occasionally, what, you know, what's up with this metal box? And, uh, you know, she'd say, I oh, don't worry about it. It's no big deal. And so after I resigned as pastor and came on as your missionary, I, she finally told me about the little metal box. And she opened it up and she showed it to me. And there was uh, a roll of $100 bills in there. And there was three eggs. I said, okay. <laughs> you mind explaining this to me? And she said, oh, you know, all these 24 years you've been preaching, every time... Uh, you preached a bad sermon, I put an egg in the box. I thought, wow, pretty good. Three, three eggs in 24 years, three bad sermons. And I said, well, what about, the, what about this roll of $100 bills? And she said, well, every time I got a dozen, I sold them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, pray, I, I pray I don't lay, lay an egg this morning. I pray that... Uh, God will bless as as we share together. I know He will. He already has, and and we just thank God for His presence and for His Holy Spirit that guides and and just like this family that came forward this morning, guys, this altar is always open. Uh, don't you worry about me. Uh, if the Holy Spirit moves in your life and you need to come to this altar and pray, you just come on and and do business with the Lord because that's what it's all about. We're here to worship the Lord and honor Him and glorify Him in, in all that we we're a part of. I'm going to be uh, sharing a familiar passage of Scripture with you this morning. Uh, the title of this message it would be, Who is Jesus to You? Uh, and we'll get to that point at the end. But uh, if you'll turn to Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, and uh, I'll be sharing with you uh, beginning with verse 13. Book of Matthew chapter 16. And when you get there, if you're able, if you'll stand in reverence to God's Word as we uh, read these verses. Matthew 16, beginning with verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? 
And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjonas, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the privilege to be here today. Thank you for the sweet spirit that we felt all morning and just pray that your spirit will continue to have his way in each of our hearts and lives. We ask your blessings upon this time of preaching and I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross. Lord, I am nothing, but you are everything. And if anything good is to be accomplished today, it, it, is, it is because of you. And so, Father, we just pray that your will would be done in each of our lives that you would just draw us closer to your bleeding side as you challenge us, Lord, uh, in our own relationship with you. And Father, as, as this young man came forward, if there's others here that do not know you today, may this be the day that they give their heart to you and find out truly who Jesus is. Bless in these few moments. In Christ's name we humbly pray. Amen. You may be seated. Caesarea Philippi. I had the rare privilege this May to go to Caesarea Philippi. First time I've ever gotten to go to Jerusalem, and God just worked that out, getting to go to Israel and gave me that opportunity. And we went to this area called Caesarea Philippi. It, it, even today, it was a very, in my spirit, was a very dark area. There was lots of, of remnants of places of worship that had been there at one time. The God of Pan and various gods that uh, the people worshipped. There was temples that had been destroyed up on the mountain. You could see ruins that had been long deserted. And it was in this area where a lot of pagan worship that was done that Jesus had walked to with his disciples. And by the way, it was a long way from Jerusalem. I was surprised at how far the distance was, how long it took us there to get, uh, to get by uh, bus. And I just thought about Jesus and his disciples as they walked down from Jerusalem to this place called Caesarea Philippi. And there Jesus asked them the question, Whom do men say that I am? Now you know the disciples had heard all kind of conversations and all kind of comments out in the public. You know, they were out there feeding the 5,000 with the loaves and the fishes. And, and other times they had been in the marketplaces and they had heard people say who they thought Jesus was. And some of them put him in some pretty high company. But they didn't understand really who Jesus was. Some said, well, we think he's John the Baptist that has risen from the dead. You know that John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus and Herod had him beheaded. And so they thought John the Baptist had come back to life. Well, that, I guess that would be a, a, a pretty good high standing for any, any of us that people would thought we'd come back from the dead. So they thought Jesus was kind of special in that sense. Others thought that maybe he was Elias. Now Elias was one that was promised by in the Old Testament that he would be the one that would become before the coming of the Messiah. 
But Jesus didn't fulfill the understanding of what people's concept of the, was of the Messiah. So some of them thought maybe this was Elias who uh, had been risen and, and come as a forerunner of the Messiah. Others thought maybe it was Jeremiah. At least he was being compared to someone that uh, that was known. And others said, well, maybe he's just a, another prophet. He's a great prophet. It had been 400 uh, years of silence, and now at least someone was on the scene. And, and so he, he's a great prophet. Well, you know, has it changed much today? Has it changed much in our in our time today when we think about whom do men say that this man Jesus is? Really, it hasn't. Think about with me for just a few moments what we can hear today as we go and we talk to people and people share with us who they believe this man Jesus is. Some think that he is a great prophet. He's right up there with Mohammed, and, and so he's one of the, one of the prophets. He, he is a great man. Some of them think that he is a God, little g, not the God, but he is a God. And if you become a part of, of their uh, society and you can become a God just like Jesus is, you can work your way up into that celestial heaven. And so you can become a God like Jesus is. And, and so that's uh, some of the ideas that we have today. Others, another would believe that he is a God, little g, not deity. Uh, he, he, he is a God, but he isn't, uh, God himself incarnate in the flesh as you and I believe that he is. And, and they say you can, uh, be like him. You can be, uh, you know, equivalent to him if you just work hard enough and, and become all that he would have you to be. Others believe that he is just a prophet, that he is a way to heaven. Not the way, but they believe there's many ways to get to heaven. There's many ways to get there, and Jesus just happens to be one of those ways. But if you're sincere in what you believe, then you can get there just like everybody else. There's many ways to get to the top of a mountain, and, and so uh, you go your way and I'll go my way, and there's many ways to get to heaven. And, you know, it, it's not changed a whole lot in, in 2,000 years, has it? It's not the ideas of who this man Jesus is hasn't changed a whole lot. But Jesus then does this pointed question. He looks at the disciples and he says to them, but who do you say that I am? Who, who do you say that I am? And, you know, I'm sure they'd had this discussion. You know, we, we had a good time in Sunday school this morning and, and we were discussing who we are in Jesus. And, and so really this sermon goes right along with what Brother Lewis taught in, in our Sunday school lesson. And he, he plugged the movie Overcomer. And if you haven't seen that movie yet, I'll, I'll, I'll go along with him and, and encourage you to, to go see Overcomer because who are you in, in Christ that, or who, who is Jesus to you? And so Jesus asked the question, and Peter, the spokesman always, they had discussed this. The disciples had talked about it. And Peter says, you are the Christ. You're, you're the one that we've been waiting for. You're the, you're the son of the living God. He understood. They recognized who Jesus was. And, and listen to what Jesus' response is to Peter's statement. Blessed, blessed. This young man who came forward today, he's blessed today, amen? We who have found Jesus and found Him for who He is, we're blessed today. Blessed means that we're spiritually prospering. That's the same 
term that is used in Psalms chapter 1, go and read it later. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or standeth in the way of sinners, or sitteth in the seat of the scorner. It's the same word that's used in the beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are uh, they that are meek. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed. That's what Jesus is saying to Peter. Peter, you're blessed. You're spiritually prospering. You've got God's stamp of approval upon your life because you understand who I am. And listen, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's not through man that this revelation is revealed to us, but it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Just like this young man sat back there by his dad a while ago and said, what do I need to be saved? He'd heard about Jesus, and, and I believe at that moment the Holy Spirit dealt with his heart and his life, and he knew he needed to be saved. I don't know about you, but that's what happened to me as a little boy of nine years old. I'd been to church all of my life. I'd heard about Jesus, I could sing Jesus loves me, but I didn't understand who Jesus was until that day when the Holy Spirit convicted me of my sins and I knew if I died, I'd spend eternity in hell and I needed a Savior. And just like this young man, I walked to the altar, I knelt on my knees and asked Jesus to come in my heart and be my Savior. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and praise God, He's my Savior today. Because I have accepted him, have you? Blessed are those who the Spirit of God has revealed that truth to. Blessed, spiritually prosperous, God's stamp of approval upon our lives. When he sees the blood of his Son that's been applied, he no longer sees our sins. But he sees the blood of his Son. And as he's pleased with Jesus, that's how much he's pleased with you and I who have been saved, who have come under the blood of the anointing of Jesus Christ, who have come to that reality to understand that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus went on to tell Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. Not on Peter, as as some want to say. Yes, Peter uh, was known as the stone or the rock, but upon the rock that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's not a way, but He is the way to the Father. He is the way to to be saved. He is the way to have our names written in the Lamb's book of life. Paid in full. Paid in full. Praise God. Our sin debt is paid in full because Jesus Christ took your sins and my sins and bore them on the cross of Calvary. Died in our place that we might be forgiven. Buried and rose again the third day that we might live again, to prove that He is who He says He is and He can do what He said He could do. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I don't know if y'all noticed in the songs that we sung this morning, Brother Joe, but every one of them spoke to the power of God and the presence of God and the victory that we have. That Jesus is our King and He is a good, good Father. And He's all of that and more to all of us who know Him and, and come to that realization that He is the Savior of the world. Are you blessed today? Do you know Him? Are, are you walking with Him? Are, are you serving Him today? Upon this rock I will build my church and, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it and nothing or no one can take us out of His hands because we're sealed into that day of, re, of redemption. Praise God. 
for the hope that we have, for who Jesus is in our life. And then we have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, we can share the gospel message. And just as I'm preaching today, just as someone shared with this young man, and then the work of the Holy Spirit, you sow and, and I water, or, or I water, or I sow and you water, but God gives the increase. God does the drawing by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we share with the keys that we have that Jesus is the Christ, the gospel message, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all that will believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel, that's the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's the keys that will unlock a soul. That's the keys that will loose one here on earth that they may be loosed in heaven one day. But if we share the gospel and they say, no, I, I don't believe that. That's just a fairy tale. Then they're bound here on earth and they're bound from heaven. They'll never get to enter in. They'll be cast into a lake of fire to spend eternity forevermore. Are you bound today or are you loosed? I'm alive in Jesus Christ because the keys have been given to me, the hope of the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I ask you the question, who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? you we know what the world says. We know what the disciples say. Let me share with you what I say, and then you think about it yourself. Who is Jesus to you? As I, I thought about this and I love to share uh, the ABCs. It's just, it's just simple. Who is Jesus to me? And, and so I hope he, as I share with you this morning, and as you think about who he is to you, if he were to ask you that question, whom do you say that I am? I pray that he's all of this and more. A, he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He always has been and He always will be. One of the songs that we sung this morning, He said he, he is our everlasting Father and He is. And I pray that He's your Father. B, He's the bread of life. Jesus said, whoever hungers, let him come to Me. As I quoted the Beatitude a while ago, blessed are those, those, that, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Jesus is the manna that came down from heaven. He's the one that, uh, that fulfills our every physical need if we'll just turn to Him and trust Him to supply uh, those physical needs. See, He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, just as Peter and the other, other disciples quoted. And, and we need to know that, that Christ is God in the flesh who came down to dwell among us and live this life and lived it without sin and bore our sins upon the cross of Calvary. D, He's my deliverer. And we sing a little song in, in Jamaica that says, Jesus is my deliverer. How do you know He delivers? I know He delivered me. Amen. Did He deliver you? Do you know Him as your personal Lord and Savior? E, He is eternal. E, He is everlasting. E, He is Emmanuel. God with us. Again, God coming down, uh, leaving His throne room in glory and stepping in uh, to eternal uh, existence in, in the form of a baby there in a manger and again live this life and lived it without sin. F, He's my friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's always there with me. He loves me and He cares about me. G, He is the good shepherd. He laid down His life for me. He gave His life and, and He knows my name and, and I know His voice. He is my good shepherd. H, He is my hope. H, He is my healer. 
Again, how do I know He heals? I know He healed me. He healed me from my sin. He, he healed me from my disease. Some of you, He's healed physically. And praise God, I pray that He's your healer today. I, He is the great I Am. Remember what God told Moses when Moses came and said, Whom shall I tell them sent, sent me, Lord? God said, tell them I am that I am sent you. That means I am and there is no other. Think about all the I am's of Jesus. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the water of life. I am and there is no other. Jesus is the great I am. J, He's my justifier. He brings me in a right relationship with God even though I'm guilty, even though I've sinned. He has justified me and God looks upon my life as if I have never sinned. K, He is the King of kings and L, He is the Lord of lords and one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Don't wait too late. Be like this young man today who came and knelt in the altar to give his heart to Jesus him he is the Messiah he is the one that has been waited for and looked for uh, for all time some of us still miss him some of us don't praise God he is my Messiah he made a way for me to be saved new uh, in he brought he brought he brought new birth into my life and because of that new birth I have a new life I am a new creation and, and praise God I've got a new home awaiting for me out there in eternity one day I'm going to be in the presence of God oh he is omnipotent that means he has all power all power Jesus said is given unto me in heaven and earth and lo I'm with you always even to the end of the age and that same power that raised Jesus up lives within each and every one of our lives the power of the Holy Spirit Jesus is my omnipotent Savior oh he's omniscient he knows everything about me. He even knows the number of the hairs up on my head. He knows everything about you. He knows what you're thinking right now. He, he knows what you did last night. He knows what you're going to do next week. He knows where you are in relationship with Him. Jesus knows everything about you. He knows that hidden sin that may be in your life. He knows about it. And it's a good thing to come and confess it. Oh, He's omnipresent. That means He's everywhere at the same time. He's here at East LJ. He's over at First Baptist. He's uh, in, in Lebanon, my home church. Uh, he's, he's wherever people are joined together together. That's where God is. Jesus is omnipresent. He, he's everywhere at the same time. Uh, and, and I know our little minds can't comprehend that, but there's nothing that can control, control or contain our God. Amen. He, he is my prince of peace. Uh, uh, he, he brings peace into my life, even in the midst of the storm. Uh, he, he said, don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to the Lord. And the peace of God that passes this world's understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He is our prince of peace. Q, he's a quickening spirit. He brings life where there is death. He, he brings hope where there is hopelessness. He, he is so good to quicken us in, in, in spite of who we are and makes us whose we are in Him. Q, He is the quickening Spirit. R, He is my righteousness. You know, my righteousness is as filthy rags. I have no righteousness. There's none righteous. No, not one. 
But in Jesus, I have righteousness that allows me to go into the presence of my heavenly Father and to bow and bring my petitions to Him as I humble myself before Him because of the righteousness of my Savior, Jesus Christ. And yes, yes, He is my Savior. He has saved me, bought me, paid for me, and I stand secure in His salvation that he's brought in my life t he is the way not a way he is the way the truth the life and no man comes to the father except by him you he is undefeated hell could not control him death could not hold him he rose from the grave the third day the devil uh, doesn't have any power over him tries they might he's undefeated and v he's my victorious king Praise God, he, he brings victory into my life and I love to serve Him and honor Him. He is my King. We sang that in the song this morning. He is, again, King of kings and Lord of lords. U-V-W, He is the water of life. Remember what He told the woman at the well in Samaria? He said, if you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. But if you drink the water that I want to give you, there'll be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. He's my well of water. How about you? X? X? Well, I like to say he's my example, but that's cheating a little bit, but he is my example. There's actually a Greek word called xenophobia, X-E-N-O-P-H-I-A, which means he's a friend of strangers. I was a stranger and he took me in. Lost and undone, didn't know where I was going and Jesus Christ reached down and, and saved me, forgave me of my sins. Why? He is my yoke fellow. He said, come unto me all you that labor and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. He's my yoke fellow. He bears my load. He bears my burden. And Z, he's zealous. He's so zealous for me. He wants a relationship with me. He wants a relationship with you. It's not His will that any should perish. He has a zeal for us to be reconciled to Him. He has a zeal for us to be saved. He has a zeal for us to be forgiven. He has a zeal uh, for us to walk with Him and to tell others about Him. He is very zealous over us. Who is Jesus to you today? You've heard what people think you've heard what the disciples think you've heard what I think but it really doesn't matter what matters is who is Jesus to you who is to you to, who is he to you personally he ought to be all of this and so much more I don't know what you would fill in with the ABCs in your own life and I'm sure you were running ahead of me and wondering what's going to be used for this letter and that letter think about it Think about who Jesus is to you. And if He's not your Savior, that's where you need to begin today. You need to come and give your heart to Him. If He's not Lord of your life, you need to come and surrender and say, Lord, I, you know, I, I can remember the day uh, and, and I, I don't have time. I'd love to go through my testimony, but I can remember the day out of a backslidden condition as uh, a, a young married uh, person 19 years old, God began to deal with my heart, uh, early 20s, 
got back in church, God began to deal with my heart. And I can remember this day when I knelt on my knees in the altar and I said, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. I know I've been saved, but I've not been the Christian that you'd have me to be. And from this point forward, I'm going to make you Lord of my life. With your help, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can. Never knew God would call me to preach. Never knew God would allow me to, to serve in the way that He's allowed me to serve. But, but I guarantee you, God will do more in your life than you can ever imagine if you'll just make Him Lord of your life. Who is Jesus to you? Who is He to you? And that's the question you need to answer. As we give, uh, as w the invitation is given, if, if He's not all of that and more to you, this altar is open. Come and, and say, Lord, I, you know, I just want you to be all to me that you want to be. And I want you to use me, Lord, in any way that you possibly can. Let us pray.